Welcome to a Radio 191 FM podcast. I'm here on Zoom with Andrew Lenson. How are you, Andrew? I'm very good. How are you, Matthew? I'm very good, thank you. So you recently published an article in The Conversation regarding artificial intelligence and that it's been a glaring omission for the most part from this year's election. Um, we saw in the leaders' debate, it was featuring, I think, about two questions um, about... Yeah the threat of AI and then the idea of AI taking over jobs. And Christopher Luxon said that we're a long way away from artificial intelligence properly taking over people's jobs. And so I just wanted to ask you to start off, are we really that far away? And has it started to occur in maybe New Zealand or other places around the world? Yeah, so I think it's a little bit naive to say we're a long way away from that because we are already seeing this the impact both in New Zealand and globally. Um, so, for example, in America, we, we know that more than 4,000 jobs were lost to AI in May alone, and, and the numbers have only sort of increased since then. Um, and even closer to home, you, you, I hear stories from people who are starting to either, either to have their jobs cut back or, or to be worried about the jobs, especially people who are freelancers or contractors, for example, in I have, I have a, a friend in, in um, Canterbury who lost his job essentially because... Uh, they don't need him to write marketing any, anymore. They can have a, something like ChatGPT do it. So I think it is, it's already happening. And I think my big worry is it's sort of just the start of it and that um, it's going to get worse, really. And leading on from that, um, mm. I suppose you mentioned before about some sectors being most at risk. What job industries do you think are the most at risk? Like maybe like creative design, media, that kind of thing? Yeah, so it's kind of... It's kind of strange because if you asked us five or ten years ago, everyone would have said it would be the jobs like working in McDonald's or driving cars or things like that, right? But in fact, what we're seeing is it's the creative industries and it's what we call the knowledge jobs. So jobs that require you to um, read text and summarize it or to um, write marketing material mm-hmm. or to write press releases. You know, all these sort of quite um, uh, written jobs in some ways are the ones we're seeing become automated much more quickly. And so I think marketing, communications, um, as well as perhaps even people who do things like um, design mm-hmm. logos or um, sort of stock images and, and all, all that sort of thing. But we see things like ChatGPT and Midjourney doing those in, in seconds for mm-hmm. very low cost. Um, so there's, it's, it's hard to pin it down, but a lot of those sort of jobs are the ones that we were looking at uh, at the start. And... Um, you mentioned a bit about press releases and I suppose journalism mm. as a whole can be put into that and there's this rise of misinformation, disinformation mm. that's become a, quite a big problem, especially in regards to political information. Um, mm-hmm. What is the impact of AI in all of this and like, is it very concerning of an impact? Yeah, so obviously we've seen social media have a massive role in the spread mm-hmm. of misinformation and disinformation. And the big worry is that AI will basically take that and put it on steroids, so to speak, right? So rather than having you, you or me sitting there typing out the misinformation and trying to spread it around, we can have um, AI agents or, or, or bots yeah. that can generate it using these sort of tools and then um, and, and personalize it to the people they're targeting. And then sort of that makes this echo chamber effect on social media much more prevalent. 
And so I think it was, it's just going to take these existing problems and really scale them up, which is when we're already struggling with them is, mm-hmm. is not a particularly um, encouraging thing. So, yeah, it's, it's a big concern. And has New Zealand introduced any like strong legislations against this use of AI in regards to disinformation or just in general? Not really. I mean, most of <clears throat> there's sort of two views on this. I mean, some people will tell you that our existing laws are sufficient for a lot of this. Mm-hmm. Um, most academic lawyers I talk to tend to disagree with that. Um, and some people think that we obviously do need to introduce new legislation quite quickly to try and combat this. Um, I mean, things we have some things that are harmful, Digital mm-hmm. Communications Act that goes some way, uh, and also things like the Privacy Act have a role in protecting your use of your data. Uh, but these were not designed for the scale that we're talking about here, right? So when you start to automate these things, you know, automate um, abusive things on social mm-hmm. media or, or the use of people's data, uh, the law isn't designed for that. And so enforcing that and trying to keep control of that um, it's, it's not just a regulatory question, but it's also an enforcement or an oversight question. And so there's a lot of work in both those spaces to do. And is there any way to maybe compare how far behind New Zealand's legislation is compared to the rest of the world? Like what if other places, you mentioned the European Union's introduced some mm-hmm. legislation as well. Like what is, what is the rest of the world doing? Yeah, so the European Union is probably the, the gold standard at the moment. Um, they have... They're almost finished introducing their AI Act, which I think is meant to pass into law later this year, once they have all the countries sort of lined up with their respective uh, parts done. And the EU also has the GDPR, which is uh, um, they're, they're basically their version of the Privacy Act, or, or well, it's, it's stronger than that in terms of data privacy. And so they're much further ahead than we are on both those counts mm-hmm. in terms of um, monitoring, enforcing, and um, and also protecting data. And one of the things they have that's quite nice is the AI Act will categorize different uses of AI as mm-hmm. high risk, medium risk, and sort of no risk, to put it um, quite roughly. And based on that, you have different requirements, different oversight, different levels of, of um, how stringent the law is. And so, I mean, things like that are, are really encouraging. I, it's not um, hard to see that we should be doing the same thing here, right? Mm-hmm. And we can take a lot of inspiration from overseas um, of course, we have our own context we need to consider it in, but the fact that other places are doing it <clears throat> shouldn't mean our politicians are thinking, well, maybe we should be doing this as well. Mm-hmm. And it is something you mentioned as well, is that a lot of these, a lot of the political parties' manifestos, they <laughs> mention AI yeah. once, maybe twice. What do you think actually needs to happen in New Zealand for these leaders and parties to start taking AI as a th- serious threat? It's a funny thing, isn't it? Because, <clears throat> excuse me, I would expect more of the um, socio-liberal parties, I suppose, mm-hmm. to have stronger views on this. But when you look at Labour and the Greens' um, manifestos, Labour actually does mention the idea of a just transition, which is to say we need to ensure that uh, people who do lose their jobs or, or whose livelihoods are affected will be protected. But they mention it very, very briefly in about a 74-page mm-hmm. document. Uh, the Greens have some sort of high-level um, principles around the use of digital technology and things, but uh, th- there's nothing substantial in any, in any of these manifestos. Um, and when we say that, you know, there's some research recently that found that 63% of New Zealanders were nervous about AI, you know, I would expect the political parties would be motivated to sort of capitalise on that mm-hmm. and to have 
policy or or um, things in the manifesto that were more um, prevalent around trying to deal with that. Uh, but I, I suspect what's happening in some part is it is seen as because no one's talking about it, no one wants to talk about it because yeah. it's so close to the election, they don't want to have this new topic. And so I'm hoping that when the dust settles or if the dust settles, <laughs> um, that we will see some progress in the next government. Um, but I think it, really what it takes is <clears throat> for people like you and I to have these conversations yeah. and to sort of spread awareness and to say to um, you know your listeners, hey, this is an issue. Why don't you talk to your MP about this or talk to your friends about this or, mm-hmm. or just think about what you want this country to be like and what role you see AI having here. And from there, as the political pressure can build, then we can start to push the government and and, and the opposition to try and um, to tra- tackle these things more more appropriately. Thanks for listening to a Radio One ninety one FM podcast. There are heaps more at r1.co.nz.